husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. What's up, everybody? You've downloaded Friday's podcast. It's a long weekend, and especially on Fridays of long weekends, we say, Here is the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hello, Australia. I am Big Brother. Big Brother? What are you playing at? We've seen a lot about this. They've been ramping up the promos. Uh, it looks all mysterious. Sonia Kruger is going to be hosting Big Brother Monday, the 26th of April. It's on this Monday coming, 7.30 on 7. Good morning, Sonia. Good morning. Yes, it is very mysterious. You need some eerie music underneath that. Oh, yes. A little bit of, you know. The game has changed. Well, I saw something and I was like, is it more, it looked more physical. Like it, it kind of looked like there was more competition, I guess, of physical nature than previous shows. Like the Friday Night Games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there there is a challenge every day because that's who, whoever wins that challenge wins the power to nominate. And every night there's an eviction. So Mm. that's, I guess, what you're seeing in those, are those challenges in the promos Mm. that, and they're so spectacular and, and so difficult that, you know, they, they really feature strongly. But there's also a lot of, you know, that general kind of around the house business where mm-hmm. they are jockeying for position because, you know, with when you have to play a strategic game like Big Brother, you have to make friends mm. quickly and get numbers on your side. Mm. There's a lot of people that have gone in that are known before they've gone in, like whether it's in their, they've got a lot of Instagram followers. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that I'm interested to, to know more about is Martha. Martha's from uh, Married at First Sight and her mum's going in. Yes, her mum, Mary. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, it's Martha's mum, Mary. (laughs) And they look so similar to when you actually see Mary, you're kind of looking at Martha. It's really weird. Mm. And, And very similar personalities, obviously. They're related. But, you know, having having Mary in there is interesting because we don't really know Mary. We kind of know Martha, but we don't know her mum that mm. well. Now, and Martha then threw wine on someone, didn't she? She got yes. real. Yeah, she was, prefer- she was prote- uh, oh, protecting I, her boyfriend, who she's still together. But I, I always think Mary's of her. Yeah. As a, is as ex- what, she, a psycho as Martha she is. Martha always reminds me <laughs> of, like, Kim Kardashian, Apple, the Australian Apple version. Apple tree. Is yeah, that the same? Right? Yes, that's the one. Yes. Yes. Well, mm. let's just say Mary's quite fiery. Okay. She's yeah. like Chris right. Jenner. I uh, that's my version. Is it true on reality TV shows? Because I, I like to sing a lot. I like it in my daily business, I'll just be singing. But mm-hmm. do you have to tell the contestants that they can't sing because if they sing a popular song, you don't have the rights for it? Is that true? I believe that's true. Mm. I haven't actually um, when I whenever I was there, I didn't hear anybody singing or humming along to anything. Mm. But I do believe that's true. Uh, and so you don't you don't actually hear them doing that. See, that would kill me if you, if they Although, say you, go you just and you have can't to sing the originals. Yeah, having yeah. having said that, mm. there are moments where they get to kind of bust out and have a bit of a party, and mm. there is music playing. So maybe it's that the rights to certain songs are, are purchased yeah. along the way. Yeah. yeah. How much are but you singing? It's a bit, it is kind of similar with logos. Prop That's a really, really interesting well. question mm. for people in the industry, but not so much for anybody oh. else. <laughs> yes, Steph. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Steph. Well done, Steph. <laughs> Get your shit together, mate. That's, That's gonna great for those of us in the bubble. But <laughs> there is life outside the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Can you ask a question that the popular it's culture would want to know? Yeah, go, yes. go. Here we go. You ready? Um, in, in episode two, season five, <laughs> there was a boom mic in shot, and I was just wondering. Right. Where are the hothead cameras do you use when you're filming? 
<laughs> there's um there's also a celebrity Big Brother. Yes. In the works. Big Brother VIP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um there's rumors that uh, an a Hemsworth will make an appearance on there. Oh, look. You know, I'd frankly I'd rather have a stab. Well, um, I'm available. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> no. I mean, a Hemsworth would be amazing. Mm. I've got a, I've got a wish list that includes like many, many people. And um, have they? So they haven't locked down the exact housemates yet. For that. No, no, mm-hmm. no. Because we won't actually start shooting that until sort of the end of July. But okay. I'm really excited because Celebrity Big Brother overseas, particularly in London, is mm. is a huge show. And yet, for some reason, we were never able to make it work here. And I think because with the old format, it was just too long and drawn out and boring. Mm. You know, like with the way it is now, the fact that we can actually put so much into an episode with a challenge and an eviction and, you know, nominations and all of that, you know, stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I really think it'll go well. I love no. when you say Hemsworth. I would be even be happy with the mum or dad going in. Like, they'd be, they'd be interesting <laughs> stories, mm. wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, they, they would. Mm. Well, like Martha's mum, maybe we'll get Chris's dad. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, it is Monday, 7.30, Channel 7. Uh, cannot wait to see it. Sonia Kruger, real pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I'll try and make sure that none of the booms are in shock. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Teach me to fish, Manny. Uh, I've learned a lot this week. <laughs> Let's recap it all. Getting to know you. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we could all tell that this story was going to be embarrassing. Safe space? No. No. <laughs> Let's try this again. All right. Safe space? No. No, no, no. We just said that. No, don't ask. I'm teaching you how to slide into DM. Look him up on Instagram. Stabby Boy told us about his latest hobby. When I watch a movie that I really enjoy, I will then see if the person who either stars in it or directs it is on Instagram. Oh. Just wanted to say... I love the show. Yes. You're amazing. You do this too. Oh. I've been getting responses <gasps> from wow. celebrities. But I learned his idea of a celebrity is very different to everyone else. Uh, do you know, I'm going to read it out. Yeah, read it out. And I'm going to censor myself for the names. Sorry to bother you, blah, but I just want to say a lot of what I've achieved in my life is because of you and how it. you view the world. Thank you. I've interviewed blah and blah, <laughs> blah and blah. Oh, name dropping. And blah, blah. And they all say that you are a lovely blah. Straight away, I thought his all-time hero. Alrighty then. Jim Carrey. You have Jim Carrey's hair. Yes. You act like him. If he died and you found his skin, you'd put it on and become him. Then I learnt I was wrong. Okay, so I'm going to read it now, right? Ready? <laughs> okay. Sorry to bother you. Kermit. But I just wanted to say that a lot of what I've achieved in my life is because of you. I've interviewed Grosvenor and Cookie Monster and Elmo and Abby Gadabby, and they all say that you're a lovely frog. Hope it's easier being green. Smash his phone right now and call his carer. You know know that he loves him. Nope, I was not expecting... If he gets back to me, though, oh, it's all worth it. I'm going to buy a green, green puppet, shove my hand up it and change your life. Don't you dare. I've tried that before. I've tried it before. For a birthday right. surprise, I thought about it and he goes, I want the real one. Party people! Happy 40k birthday. Like the wake up to the 
Now, as you know, Abby has a big birthday coming up. I'm turning 40. So I feel really confused about turning 40. Because remember when your parents turned 40? And you're like, their life is over. We are planning the party of a lifetime. We've got 40 grand to give away. But what would Abby really, really want? Of course we know what she wants. She has told us a million times. The Lord of Thunder sends his best. Chris Hemsworth is a nice guy, isn't he? Great personality. Chris Hemsworth. I love Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth posed with his dog. Chris Hemsworth is attractive. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. That was just one show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bit... That's a bit over the top. Sorry about that. And let me tell you, we have delivered. So wait, is Chris Hemsworth coming? Is that what you guys are thinking? Because, I mean, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> we sent an invite to Chris Hemsworth. Hey, Chris, what's up? Our co-host, Abby, is a huge fan. She's turning 40 years old, and nothing would make that little girl more happy than if you came along to her birthday party. Did you send that? Of course we did. Yeah. Yes. And no response? Not yet. <laughs> oh, my God. It's on red. Yeah. But it didn't like what's that good to do with the party? We've invited Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth to, to your, your party. party. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. We need to make this happen for Abby. People, do you have some connection to Chris Hemsworth? Mm. I learnt that Chris Hemsworth is a pretty accessible dude. Look how many connections we have already. We know each other. He's a friend from work. My daughter interviewed him on Juice TV through the Children's Hospital. My husband worked with his bestie in Melbourne and he was actually meant to come to their wedding, but he was filming The Avengers. So I would have met him, Abby. Damn it. Oh. I actually got to sit next to him for 12 hours on a flight back from LA. Force quality time. Wow. Hey, Emily, you've partied with Chris before? I have indeed. It was actually his, his private and personal. New Year's Eve parties. Can you get him to the party? Oh, of course. I'm sure if he knows me by name, of course. <laughs> hit him up. Hit him up. Send him a message, Emily. So, has Chris seen the invite? We got as many people as we could tweet it, Instagram it on the DMs. Did you get seen? No, it wasn't seen. No, not seen. Okay, well, he's busy. Something. He hasn't looked at it. I'm Thank you for taking time out of your day to do that, though. Unseen. Okay, okay all right. Uh, it's unseen. Oh. Close. So close. Right. Not all bad news, though. There's still a few weeks. If you see the invite on our Twitter and Instagram, make sure you send it to him right now. This one is for all the single lads out there. I have an easy way for you to attract a lady. It's called Wipe on Sex Appeal. I was out dinner uh, for my anniversary with my beautiful wife, and I haven't seen him in years. In the toilets there, some Wipe on Sex Appeal. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so it's perfume, aftershave. No, it's pheromones. It's a moist towelette yes. of sex appeal. I know you keep saying it, but what is it? It's just a fragrance. 100% of the time, it works 20% of the time. It's just a fragrance? Harness the unfair advantage of nature's pheromone source. Yep. Warning can trigger powerful responses. It's really disappointing, you know. I don't think Abby quite respects the power of it. I would have thought they might be illegal these days. (laughs) There's a lot of warnings on them. It's not for real, mate. Can we open it? No, no, no. no, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Gosh, no, you're married. I learnt there's other guys out there trying to harness the power of wipe-on sex appeal as well. I used to do security with a fair few of the boys and we used to wipe that stuff on before every shift. And? And let me just say, don't wipe away ugly. <laughs> don't wipe <Yeah>. away <laughs> ugly. <laughs> okay. 
it looked like we had uncovered a secret weapon. That was, of course, until Dr. Carl called through. And I learnt, well, we probably have. It does work, but there's a strong qualification, Dr. Stav, Dr. Maddie, and Dr. Abby. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pheromones definitely exist, and there are sex pheromones. What you almost certainly have is a genuine male sex pheromone mm. from pigs. Oh. You are <laughs> surrounded by lust-crazed female pigs. So this won't do anything to the women in the office, but no. I went to a pig farm. Yeah. It smell like a pig. It smell like bacon, which would attract me. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Look, I still think it's worth a shot this weekend, guys. That's what I've learned this week, and you can catch up on everything again by downloading the Listener app and getting our podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Work, 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 work. Go to work. Go to work. You always hear kids go, that's not fair. They got that. And I didn't get that. Like, kids are obsessed with what is fair. It needs mm. to be, like, even. Life's not fair, mate. Life's not fair, kid. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you everyone presumes that you grow out of that as an adult, but you don't. Deep down, if something el- someone else is getting something at work that you think that you're entitled to, the little person inside you is screaming, going, that's not fair. Oh, completely. Like, I didn't. And I just wish that we had the opportunity for you to say it. You know what I mean? If yeah. something happens in the workplace, you're allowed to have a little bit of it. Oh, this isn't fair. Not fair Friday, where you just not like fair you cut out, cut out half an hour just to tell <laughs> everyone what's not been fair this week. Congratulations on the pay rise, but that's not fair. Not fair. <laughs> you don't deserve it. And this has happened uh, with a lady who's about to go on maternity leave. All right, and she mm. said. Today was my last day of work before maternity leave. We're a small company, um, and not many maternity leaves happen now. In, historically, we've been a bit of crap and inconsistent with how we celebrate milestones like significant birthdays, leaving, retirement or maternity leave. Mm. I'm part of the management team, so I took it aboard for us to review this and come up with a new policy going forward. It was decided as a group led by her that there was going to be a sliding scale depending on how long you've worked there. Also, of what different milestone it is. So I guess if it's a 60th birthday, you're going to get a different present mm. than what it is if it's your 26. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's also, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And as someone who's been there for two years is not going to get as significant as someone who's been there for 20. Yeah, fair She's point. obviously been there for some time because <laughs> she was saying that, that was her last day. And she said, anyway, today was my last day and I received a gift voucher for half of what was decided on as part of the new policy. Mm. I'm the first new recipient of it under the new policy mm-hmm. that I started. Mm. I really don't mind how much, uh, I really don't mind about the amount Sure you don't. I'm <laughs> more annoyed because I can't say anything about it without being grubby. Mm. Uh, my, but my inner fairness freak is going into overdrive and I got really upset. Might be the hormones. Mm. But I just say there's another person that I could speak to because they went on maternity leave because they're a dad and there's no separate for dads and thing. Mm. Um, and I want to ask them how much they got last year before the policy review. But is that just being ridiculous? Someone please talk sense to me. I think it's hard. I, I think everyone has that, but no one wants to own it. You do have that thing of going, that's not fair. Well, how do you deal with that as an adult? Like that whole, and you know what happens? People don't say anything, and then the resentment builds and builds mm. and builds and builds. Same thing happens within siblings, and you've got to somehow go by the rule of squeaky wheel gets the oil. Because there's always <laughs> one sibling who. You know, we'll get get cash, always get more help from a parent, etc., etc. And you've just got to maybe look back at yourself. I'm not saying that this will make you feel any better, but it might give you perspective that, okay, I'm not getting as much 
because people think I'm doing okay. Yeah. I'm self-sufficient. Mm. So always so maybe, make sure you're showing that you're not doing okay to yep. be able to get that evenness. <laughs> yeah. I hear you, Maddie. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Look like crap. So when you guys go out to see your in-laws, just make sure your credit card bounces. Is that yeah. what you mean? Like yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, know, and... I know what you're saying. I remember someone teaching me they have like three teenagers now and they yeah. say, we're always fair but it happens at different times. Oh, yeah. Mm. So meaning, yeah. you know, if one of them had assistance for a car, the mm. other one's not going to get anything, but it might come later for them. Yeah. Or someone might get assistance for a wedding. Mm. Yeah. But that's hard. But it's hard in a workplace, especially if someone, you know, someone gets credit for something. That mm. you oh, yeah. Done. Well, we've got three girls pregnant in our team right now here at work. Mm. So... We need to, when we give them gifts, tell them what, they're not allowed to talk to each to other. I've already given a gift to Siobhan. I'm done now. Mm-hmm. Mine's, mine's coming from um, Czechoslovakia. So it'll... Oh. You know, I had to get my I... wedding present, is it? Yeah. <laughs> All the presents at once? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is exciting for Jay, just to hear that you're getting married for the first time. I know. Okay. Are you engaged? Did you get engaged? No, he doesn't know about it either. Oh. He's finding out with you. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. When she rocks up at a wedding dress. Um, all look at his face. It's, it's worse too as an adult because you want to throw a hissy fit, but you can't. Some people do. Yeah, oh, do. some people do. And then, then, then you know, Karen's. Then they're just Karen's. Yeah, and they shouldn't be because we all think it deep down. We're all just little kids that want to be loved and treated the same as everyone. This has really triggered you. What do your brothers get that you don't? Undying love. (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. A year ago, we stood in our driveways to remember our Anzac heroes. This Sunday, thousands will be able to gather at suburban dawn services as well as in the city, where once again our veterans and their families will proudly march to honour their fallen mates. This Sunday, of course, is Anzac Day, and I think it's going to be exciting that a lot of people can go back to dawn services. Yes. Last year, we're all standing in our driveway to honour um, former soldiers and Which current was lovely, soldiers. Though, wasn't it? it was lovely, mm. but it's always nice to, I guess, see a, a lot of the elderly soldiers that you wouldn't see if you're in your own driveway. Yes, yes. Um, and to talk about it, the CEO of Legacy uh, Brisbane is Brendan Cox, who is a former soldier. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for having us on. Where, when did you serve, Brendan, and for how long? Uh, it's 26 years of service from 1988. I was medically discharged after my last tour in Afghanistan. Uh, had the honour of serving in Bosnia in the 90s and a couple of tours of East Timor. Uh, so a, a, an exciting career. Now, Legacy does some amazing work for soldiers and their, their family, uh, and people can donate legacy.com.au. You would have seen uh, over your time the amazing things that the foundation's done. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the uh, legacy was formed at the end of World War One uh, by veterans of the day. Uh, we lost 60,000 on the battlefields in World War One, And what we had was a real social problem in, in that the, the widows and children uh, were now very much uh, on their own. And so the veterans got together, formed a legacy. And our vision is to ensure there's no social nor financial disadvantage to the families of our fallen mm-hmm. and the families that are incapacitated. So we're not a veteran organisation. We are purely focused on the family. So, but for myself, it's an extension of my service ethos uh, to serve the families uh, that were less fortunate than mine, uh, in which the veteran did not return. Brendan, my um, great grandfather served in Gallipoli and he was uh, shot. So he was a a wounded soldier and he was actually missing in action for some time, popped up in a hospital in Egypt. Um, (laughs) And I probably know more about it than my grandmother because I've looked online and I've done research. And I guess for me, I was was very proud of it. But for her, she always finds it fascinating because 
You didn't talk about it. In fact, no. in the family, there was even confusion whether he got shot in the leg or the arm. Mm. Um, and they could only work out that he did uh, end up driving buses and have a slight limp, so they're presuming the leg. But it was such a sense of that you never talk about it. And uh, uh, to be honest, a complete shame when they sort of came back. Mm. Have we moved away from that or are we going back to the confusion of where soldiers sit in our society after war? Yeah, look, it's a it's a very interesting question and, uh, and a bit of a dilemma. Certainly, my personal experiences on conflict, I, I don't talk about, and, and, and it's something that I just sort of hold on to. And, and this is the importance of uh, uh, days like Anzac Day, in which I do allow myself to be, you know, a bit more emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably let my guard down a, a bit more, and, and welcome in you know, some of that level of inquiry. Um, so it is, uh, are we breaking down the stigma? I think our society is far, far more accepting that there will be consequences on a veteran's return based on their experiences, including mental health um, you know, support that they need. And, and from a legacy perspective, you know, we work hard, we have a family assist program and we, we work hard with a partner and children because this is a family journey now. Mm. And, you know, whilst there are many um, organisations there to support the veteran, there is only one that, that is there for the family. And collectively, we need to work with these families because this is a lifelong journey and it has changed their circumstances. It's an interesting one too, isn't it? Because that does come down to personal choice. I've got a mate of mine that served in um, Vietnam and he does like to talk about it, especially to um, the younger generation because he feels in talking about it, we might be able to avoid having to send men over to those situations again. You know, if you you know the horrors of war, you're less likely to want to go to war. Yeah, it's a really good point. If if I could, you know, uh, there's a great quote out of Charles Bean from, uh, you know, who documented our experiences in World War One, and he, he he commented on a soldier that reflected, the war will never let you go, you know. It will come back at all sorts of times, and you finish up enlisting twice, once for the war and once for the nightmares. Yeah, right. So, you know, the, these experiences that they have in their service do not expire when they come back into the civilian community. Mm. So, and this is the thing that, that we have to work with uh, veterans, you know, and, and make sure that they understand there are ways and means by which they can communicate and express themselves uh, in a very safe environment. Uh, there is no judgment. There is no shame at all. Mm. You know, as you encourage, the more you talk, the more you communicate, the stronger you are. Mm-hmm. And you have to share these experiences, not because of it is war, because you need it for your own personal health. Mm, true. Brendan, we're seeing the headlines, of course, about the war crime allegations as well that are around, and it comes up a lot with Anzac Day coming up. Is that something tough as a, as a soldier to, to watch, or is it is it something that you guys talk to, to each other about? Look, there's certainly very disturbing uh, allegations, and you know, I, I certainly use that word allegations uh, at the point, but, you know, uh, yeah, look, it, it is tough. I mean, and we, we do have to uh, surround it in a bit of context. You know, there's over 26,000 Australian soldiers served in Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, 41 died for our country in that, in that, in that horrible, horrible environment. Mm. Um, and for this light to be shone, you know, in days like Anzac is... Is, is, is certainly not ideal, mm. you know, it's, and it does have an impact, it has an emotional impact because, you know, I wore that, that, that uniform, uh, I, I can tell you with the 26 years of experience that I have had, the multiple tours that I have uh, undertaken, they were acts I did not observe. Mm. Um, yeah. I saw a mm. lot of courage, I saw a lot of honour, I saw a lot of soldiers 
going beyond to support the mission that we were doing. And ultimately, that support was, was nation building. Um, so it, there was not a kinetic focus. It was more about how to win the hearts and minds of the local community so we can build them up to get to the point where we will be in September where we completely extract out of uh, yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. So... Was- I, I hope with with the investigation, I hope that it's done properly and I hope that it's not done to appease people on Facebook and the things that they want to want to comment and stuff because I think we need to recognise um, if something wrong has been done, then yes, we, we need to do something about that. But we also need to recognise the absolute sacrifices that these people, like yourself, Brendan, put their hand up and say, I am willing to go and die so that you can have a safe and happy world to live in. And I think, you know, we, we can't lose sight of that at this time of the year, and especially on Anzac Day. Yeah, it, it's really well said. Um, you know, the, 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 the commemoration of Anzac uh, is not, it was it has military origins. For me, it is a call to the Australian community to serve within your community. And that could be your, your local football club, your local netball, through volunteering. You know, it's about us as Australians treating each other with great respect. So it has a military flavour, absolutely, but don't be distracted totally by that. Anzac Day reminds us that at a very young uh, age, from a military perspective, we'd only been federated for 14 years when we went to World War I. Mm. You know, we didn't have the tactics, we didn't have the equipment. What we had in spades was mateship. And it was the Australian way to look after each other on that battlefield. We called it we called it battlefield cunning, um, because they made it up as they went along. But what they were completely united in was mateship. Mateship doesn't have a colour, a creed, a gender. It is we look after each other, and, and that's what we celebrate celebrate uh, around Anzac Day. It must be pretty emotional to have the news that in September, all soldiers from all over the world are going to be returning home. Yeah, I think every veteran that served in Afghanistan will celebrate that news. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to bring our troops home, to, to make sure they are safe is just wonderful. And you look at what they do in our community with COVID, with bushfires. Our Australian Defence Force is amazing mm. you know, and how adaptable they are. For them to be able to now come home knowing they have set Afghanistan uh, on its own course. So I mentored uh, the commander of 285th Corps, uh, a guy called General Shah in Kandahar, which is the spiritual homeland of the Taliban. And he said to me when I was leaving, saying that what we don't need is bullets and bombs. What we need is, is books and pens. Because if I can educate uh, my, my men and women, I will have a powerful Afghanistan. And that is true. So the military mission may be over, but the diplomatic, you know, other supporting missions should continue in that country because it does need it. Absolutely. And then uh, just a side question, Brendan, with all of your training that you do um, when you're in the Army, do you reckon that would make you better at video games? Like, <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> like, I, Are you, do you slay at Call of Duty? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I try to keep up with my sons and then they keep saying, no, the X button, the zero, the square, I'm going, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> you know the name so, of the guns, though. That's one thing I always notice right, with yeah. Fortnite. Yeah. That's, well, that's it. I say, just give me 10 push-ups. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the things you guys remember and the quick thinking and, you know, being under pressure... I often think that when I'm playing video games, like the guys in the army. Well, it's an Olympic sport these days, so you really should <laughs> well, move that's, over. That's right. I'll, I'll pick up my game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate. Um, you know we appreciate all the Anzacs and all the men and women who've served in any capacity, and we really appreciate your uh, time this morning. Thank you so much, Dave, Abby, Matt, and really, I hope that all your listeners have a great Anzac. Day. 
You Thank too, you. mate. Thank uh, you, mate. There he is, Brendan Cox. He's the CEO of Legacy Brisbane. Uh, it's Stav, Abby and Matt. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, yep. Long sure. weekend. Uh, here's some answers to make it easier for the $10,000. Seth Rogen and Salsa. No, no that, that was, was for today, mate. That was Friday. Uh, <laughs> for Tuesday is Cinderella and Cupcakes. You've really clocked off, haven't you? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Matt, Abby. Your staff. Three years older than you. Mm, you're forgetting a lot lately. Are we going by biological age? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. You want to do that? The person that wouldn't get on the scale now is ready to, hey? Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's not break up on a Friday. <laughs> It'll ruin the weekend. No, we'll save that for Tuesday. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. In our meetings quite a bit, um, there's ideas thrown out, and you're not allowed to poo-poo an idea. No black hatting. Every idea is uh, allowed and mm. should be investigated, but it's often when someone goes, you think, darling, mm, really, do you think that's a real good idea, sweetie? And it's often our, our producers will throw it out as well when they're trying to be nice. Yeah. You can always sense that they say those titles. Mm. And you guys always copy it. If you don't like it, have you noticed that you will go, oh, darling. Oh, yeah. Oh, sweetheart. Oh, oh yeah. When we get <coughs> cut by it. Yeah, you go, okay, yeah. sweetheart. And you go, oh, oh sweetheart. sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. And you think that there are condescending titles that you get told. From guy to guy. Yeah. The most condescending one you'll ever get is champ. Is Righto, champ. Someone calls you champ. Mm. You're saying you're, you're a fool. You're a fool. So, you're kidding yourself. so much behind the word <laughs> champ. Unless you're a boxer. And See, that's completely this acceptable. is where yeah. I disagree, though. Okay. Because I think you can do anything condescending if you do it with tone and yeah. you draw out. Oh, it's definitely. So yeah. if you go, okay, champ. Yeah. But if you go, okay, champ. Right, like you champ. can say it to a little kid. Hey, champ. Hey, champ. Yeah, that's so true. So it's just in the tone. So I can say, like, hey, darling, or sorry about that, hon. But if I go, oh, hun, <laughs> yeah, that's how I would write it on Facebook if I'm disagreeing with someone. Yeah, because you'd be like, oh, I'm a sweetheart. Oh, okay, sweetheart. <laughs> and it's sweetheart. 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 Yeah. Righto, sweetheart. Righto, darling. Righto, darling. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't I, notice what people say to me that's, I don't really recognise it, I don't think. Well, I never would, so. I used to always say toots to try and be, and I used to be like, I love that. I used to go, okay, toots. And I used to go, thank you. So but you're I think chasing you got to, a rise really, there, yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. You, you always quickly. expect me yeah. to be, yeah. yes. Or if I say, oh, don't be patronising, you go, you sure that's the word you mean? <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you said that to me? Uh, yeah, years? no, that's a funny one. So you're probably the only one that really said it to me, try to get a reaction, and mm. I'm kind of like, oh, Steph, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Wouch. See, it doesn't. Turn and serve. It doesn't work. I think people don't get as cut if you're chasing a rise on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is if it's in the moment and they're just saying it in the argument, then that's when people get more cut. Mm. Like if you're ordering something and a waitress comes up to you and goes, "Okay, darling," and you're like, "Yeah, okay, what did I just say?" Or they're like. Yeah, I'll get that for you straight away. Mm. You're like, yeah, oh, see, no, it's the tone. I'm, I'm so is there no while. condescending title? It's just all in the tone. Mm. Maybe it is. Siobhan's got a brilliant one. Mm. She always makes like, I'm like, oh, okay, we've stepped over a line. What is it? No, just her tone. Oh, yeah. Oh, she would say things. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I don't know what mine is. Yeah. I know this all stemmed from me saying, okay, sweetheart, to staff. That's it, And I, yeah. do, I am sorry. Mm. That's all right, toots. No, no, it doesn't work both ways. <laughs> no, see, that's, I think I think that's more sexual harassment. <laughs> no, why? What's toots? Toots doesn't bother me. 
It's like an endearing term, but it comes from um, beet originally. That's right. We did double check that. Yeah. To be honest, Cookie you called me sugar for a bit. Mm-hmm. You didn't like that sugar? No, sugar. Oh, sugar tits. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> so thirteen ten sixty. What's what do you consider condescending? Is what we're asking. So if you don't like it, I yeah. Know, I know my husband hates it if I call him mate. So oh, I go, oh yeah. Okay, mate. All right. That mate. is your worst one. No, I'm with him. Mate. Do I say that to you? Yeah. Oh, you love it. Yep. But you're you... my mate. No. no. Come on, mates. No. Come on, mate. Because you do it in a few ways. Come if, on, mate. If something has upset us, yes. then you'll do the, oh, come on, mate, which is like, calm like, down. Yeah, stop mm. putting your bum in the corner. Yeah, but then you'll also do it as in like when you just want to like, you, yeah, when you end it, you go, righto, mate. Mm. Which is like just chop you off at the knees. Yep. Okay, mate. Yep. There, there it is. Go. There it is. <laughs> there, <laughs> there it is. There we go. Uh, Chris from Moray Field. What do you think is condescending? Good morning. So from a male, mm. I think cheers, bud, is really condescending. And from a female, it's thanks, love. Now, uh, I think okay. for the bud thing for me, mm. I look like syndrome when he was a kid. So Buddy used to be really condescending from um, uh, from the Incredible, you know, going, cheers, Buddy. Yeah. Oh, cheers, right. Buddy. Yeah, okay. So if someone says it to you like you hand them a beer and they say, cheers, Buddy, does that you No, he still... said Buddy, not Bud. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Buddy's okay, but it's like just cheers, Bud. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Someone who calls you Bud, this Bud means that they think they're above you, I reckon. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah. Mm. Look down. Our friends named their child Buddy. Huh. I don't know why. I never normally say it, but when they're at the park, I'll go, "Hey, Buddy, but Buddy, Buddy," like because I go to go, "Hey, Buddy, Buddy." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Buddy, Buddy. Where's your Buddy, Buddy? <clears throat> <laughs> uh, all right, Beth is in Mount Gravatt East. What do you reckon's condescending? Uh, yes, dear. Because uh, I'd probably say that to the kids. So they're yes, like, dear. Yeah, yes, could do it. and you dear. go, Yes, dear. Uh huh. It's the eyes, too. It's all in the eyes. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I guess that is that thing, isn't it? Of I don't really want to do it, but I'll do it because yes, you're an agger. Yeah. All, these, all these words Nagy, that used Nagy, to be Nagy. so lovely back in the day when our mm. grandparents would say, Yes, dear. Mm. But now it's like, Yes, dear. We've ruined it for them. Ali and Mitchelton, what's a condescending term? Morning, guys. So. For me, it's not so much about the tone, it's about the age of the person. So mm. when I go to the shop and someone that's 10 years younger than me says, yes, Dal, or yes, sweetie, mm. it really irks me. That's a great point, because if someone is quite old and they say that to you, you just think that's that's them being nice. A hundred percent. But if it's, if it's a 15-year-old shop, it's just that's worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me look at the back, sweetie. Uh, yeah, Don't call yeah, me, yeah. sweetie. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? You're still in school, doll. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> 13, 10, 60. What do you consider condescending? Stab's, Stab's mum. Mm. Hey, Anne. Hi. Hello. What's, What's the, the condescending con- term? Every word that comes out of your sister's mouth. <laughs> Shout out to and Sharon. She's, <laughs> and she's got a degree in it. Mm. She's a teacher, so I think the first subject they do is how to talk to people like they're an idiot, 101. <laughs> what, what, what's so her favourite words to say? Well, I don't know if we can say them, Mum. Oh, she says... No, oh. probably not. <laughs> no. But it's just, it's the tone. Mm. It's like, oh, God, I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that sentence normally ends with, I want to slap her. Uh, yes. I just want to slap her. <laughs> so is it if you say something in conversation, she'll correct you like you're dumb? Is that what it is? Or? No, she just talks to you like you're dumb. <laughs> oh, so she talks to you like, you, like you're one of her students? Yes. Mm. She always talks oh. to me so delightfully, to be honest. <laughs> 
Well, oh. yeah, there you go. <laughs> behind my back, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> this must be me. Yeah. <laughs> and Stab. Uh, Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Throughout history, mankind has achieved the impossible. Time is not absolute. Creating electricity. It's alive! It's alive! The moon landing. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Cloning a sheep. A lamb called Dolly was cloned in Scotland. And created a platform to argue about almost anything with anyone while sharing bikini pics on holidays. Are you talking about the internet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay, cool. The time has come for mankind's next impossible achievement. Can we pick a number between one and one million? Greatness is achieved with great risk. Mm. You've got to be willing to fail in order to become a champion. And every Friday, we want to find the next legend of Brisbane and see if you can pick a number between one and one million. This is life-changing. It feels impossible, but you can't spell impossible without possible. Oh, good one. That's deep, man. Man. That's really deep. (laughs) Got me in the feels, bro. (laughs) Now, this person has said that they felt super lucky this morning because something happened to them, and I can agree that that is uh, quite a miracle. Emily in Otsley, why are you feeling lucky this morning? Hey, guys. Hey. So I'm feeling super-duper lucky this morning. I've got every green light. Literally, I feel like everyone's just letting me go, and it's just been an awesome run this morning. Yeah. Okay. So the universe is on your side today, Emily. Oh, definitely. I'm really feeling it. Get there early so she can make this phone. Mm. That's exactly right. It's fate. The stars have aligned. The entire city, as we look out of the window here... <laughs> you should have given up with the possible, possible okay, one. <laughs> I think you peaked. Yeah, yeah. But huh? like you think of like Gandhi and all those greats. They got their one good one. Yeah. You know? All right, well, I'll go hunt. Well, some uh, of them wrote books. They did. Still try. <laughs> they did. Uh, so we're looking out the window on Caxton Street. The whole city stopped. William Jolly Bridge, not a car is moving. Nope. All right, Emily. This is to become the luckiest person in Brisbane. What is the number between one and one million? So it's 635,000. 182. And how did you arrive at that conclusion? Um, it just came to me. Yep. Honestly, yeah. that's how lucky yeah. I am today. Yeah. Okay. I like the 500s or the 600s. I mm-hmm. think that's real. Uh, well, it's, mi- it's mid range, isn't it? It's mid range. I mean, it's, gener- it's generated by a computer. Yes. The only person who knows is Siobhan, our executive producer. Well, two people know now. Have you even told your boyfriend? No. Legit, no one knows. Don't trust anyone with it. No. Because this is. You know, this is like the the code to the nukes of B105. 635,182. Is that the number between one and one million? Emily, that is a red light. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> I like that. I see what you did there. It's pretty clever. Sometimes I just want to higher or lower. No, don't, you, don't tell me well, no. I just say I just want to I know. go like a little bit. Oh, but like I said, you know, it's the the harder it is, the greater it becomes. Mm. I'm sorry, Emily. You're not the chosen one. Not a worry. Have a lovely morning. Thanks, All righty. Lower than a million, unless of course it is a million. <laughs> well, 
Who knows? Yeah. No one's guessed the meal no yet, have they? No one said the meal straight out, yeah. All right. We only do it once a week, every Friday, same time. Uh, next week, let's see if you can become the luckiest person in Brisbane. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. There's the podcast, guys. Have a great one. Ciao. Bye. Brisbane wakes up with staff Abby and Matt on B105.